I am Fightback Ninja, and I will help you to fight back against scammers, spammers, and time wasters. Welcome to this special program about coronavirus scams. My name is David Gemtus, and I work for Brooklyn's Radio. I also know the Fightback Ninja, as he appears on my radio shows. Now, scammers and scams are sadly very common on the internet. Emails, text messages, phone calls through to businesses, and to all of us. With the help of the Fightback Ninja and some friends, we're going to explain the most common scams around COVID-19 and help you to stay safe online. We're going to have a look at fake information, fake fines, fake products, fake tests, fake payments, fake charities and fake apps. If you need further information, do contact me at the radio station or contact the Fightback Ninja. Details are at the end of the programme. Let's get started by looking at fake information. Now, fake information masquerading as the truth is an enormous problem on the internet and has been made worse by fears over coronavirus. Stories of supposed cures, doctors using ancient remedies that miraculously cure people, or strange practices that protect you from catching the virus are common in the online world. The world's scientists are searching for cure and for treatments that help sufferers. Any useful scientific information is openly shared with everyone else working in the field, so if you want information or answers to your questions, then seek a reputable source and ignore the rubbish on social media and emails, claiming to be from a friend of a friend or someone in the military or the nephew of a doctor, etc. Also, it's a really bad idea to forward any social media posts about coronavirus unless you are certain they are genuine, just because a message claims to be from a doctor or professor does not make it real. Also, some of these fake items contain just enough truth to catch people out, so you might get half a dozen claims and the first ones are genuine facts, then the supposed advice becomes progressively more wrong. For example, an email titled How to Prevent Coronavirus starts with sensible messages about social distancing and hand washing and so on, then goes on to state that to prevent infection by coronavirus, all you need to do is drink plenty of hot liquids as that kills the virus. That is complete rubbish, of course. The virus gets into your lungs, not your stomach. Now, we must all seek to rely on reputable news sources only and ignore the fanciful and malicious fake news that spreads so rapidly. There's always conspiracy theories. These are messages intended to frighten people. Things like, there will never be a vaccine for coronavirus. The US government isn't telling us the truth about how many people are infected, and so on. And as a major source of information on the outbreak, the World Health Organization is one of the most impersonated authorities in the coronavirus scam campaigns. If you get messages claiming for to be from the World Health Organization, ignore them. Check their website if you want genuine information. So do watch out for fake information. Trust the authoritative sources only. That's scam number one, fake information. Hello, my name is John Axtell, and I'm going to tell you about the problem of fake fines. Criminals have been using fake fine scam idea for a long time. Typically, you get an email, text message, maybe a phone call, warning you that you have broken some law and must pay a fine immediately. These messages used to say they're from the FBI or the Metropolitan Police or the Tax Department or any other government or official body. But nowadays, the scammers are switching on to the coronavirus lockdown concept. Now, most countries are in lockdown of some form, and often that is accompanied by fines for those not following the rules. Uh, scammers rely on sending out enough fake fine messages that some people will be unsure whether they have broken the rules and are likely to pay up, even though the messages are actually very amateurish. 
Typically, you receive an email claiming that you have been tracked by your mobile phone and found to have contravened the lockdown rules and that you must pay a fine straight away. Payment is usually by Bitcoin or sometimes by an iTunes gift card, a fine of 50, 100 pounds or 75 euros perhaps is common. There will be a threat that if you don't pay up immediately, then you'll be prosecuted. And fear of the police turning up on the doorstep can make some people pay up straight away. The message might instead claim that you are seen by plainclothes officers or reported by neighbours or similar. Or it might be left open to your own imagination how they found out. As well as emails, there are text messages, some WhatsApp messages and phone calls claiming to be from the authorities to demand you pay a fine. These are all fake. The police, the Department of Health, do not issue fines by email or text or WhatsApp or anything. It would be an official letter. And no authority ever wants payment of a fine uh, by, by Bitcoin. Uh, or Western Union, or gift cards, or anything like that. It should be obvious uh, to you that such payment methods are not used by official bodies, but by scammers. But some people are sufficiently frightened that they do pay, even if unsure if it is a real fine. So our advice to you is never pay such a fine, and if you are really unsure, then contact the organisation. Google them. Do it directly. Find out a a contact number. Don't use the links or phone numbers uh, in an email. That's fake fines. Thank you, John. Now we're going to look at fake products. We've all seen on the news that there's a worldwide shortage of personal protective equipment that will offer some level of protection against COVID-19. Governments, healthcare services and the public across the world are short of this kit or have limited supplies. Many companies are making more as fast as possible to supply the healthcare services in particular, and some sell to the public. Now, many idiots offer ridiculous ideas of what will protect against COVID-19, for example, the famous lemon juice sprays. But there's also a lot of unscrupulous people offering fake protective equipment. In some cases, they do have some equipment, but it's of such poor quality as to be worse than useless because it could give a false sense of protection. Alternatively, most scammers simply don't have any equipment of any kind. They just promise the goods, but take your money and deliver nothing. Many of the middlemen offering genuine protective equipment are price gouging. That is charging far too much, with such is the greed of some people taking advantage of others in difficulties. Now, scammers typically offer protective masks, face guards, medical gloves, medical aprons and gowns, hand sanitizer, antiviral cleaning products and similar. It can be difficult to identify the scammers as many legitimate suppliers of these goods are also advertising currently. And some companies are now making and selling this kit who've never done so before, so you can't find a track record of their sales. But try wherever possible to buy from reputable sources and be aware that hitherto unknown suppliers may well be fake and simply take your money or send out products that are so ineffective as to be dangerous. And that's fake products. Now I'll ask Sarah to explain the next scam. My name's Sarah and I'm going to talk about fake tests. With COVID-19, we all know that government testing of people is critical. Testing people on arrival at hospital to see whether they should go into the COVID-19 wards or other wards. Also testing of health workers, social care workers, key workers and others who have symptoms or someone in their household has symptoms and they need to know if they have COVID-19 or not. 
Plus, we all expect that soon there will be home test kits available. However, scammers are promising all sorts of test products that are simply fake or non-existent or potentially dangerous. Fake test kits. This is the most common scam. Criminals offering test kits of various kinds to businesses and to the public. For the most part, the test kits do not exist and anyone paying for them simply gets nothing. There are also some criminals who have created fake test kits and they sell these to small retailers or the public. A Croydon store owner has issued a criminal summons after police seized fake at-home test COVID-19 test kits from the store destined for sale to the public. He was accused of making false and misleading claims about the test's capability. They also seized around £20,000. The owner of the 7-Eleven store in Connecticut told TV reporters he had purchased a batch of test kits that certified they were legal for use in America. All fake, of course. He was intending to sell them for £49.99 each. Fake COVID-19 test kits are dangerous in that they may contain dangerous chemicals as criminals use whatever is to hand, e.g. drain cleaner. A false negative test could lead someone to believe they're safe when they in fact could have the virus and hence potentially be spreading it. One researcher looking into eBay found a listing for a rapid test device for the COVID-19 antibody. The seller appeared to be in Lithuania and had previously been selling mostly clothing. There are no licensed COVID-19 antibody tests available and all of the ones tried so far by various governments are of poor quality, fake COVID-19 treatments. There are numerous hospital trials in progress around the world to find treatments that help alleviate COVID-19, but there are no recommended treatments as yet. Social media is full of misinformation, phishing scams, idiotic comments, fake products and dangerous ideas. As usual, but in this case it's about COVID-19. Twitter have banned tweets that could place people at higher risk of transmitting COVID-19, plus any phishing tweets they can identify and anyone peddling conspiracy theories that are detrimental to public health. The other social media networks have various policies in place to try to prevent them being used by criminals seeking to make money from COVID-19, but it's difficult as scammers can create new accounts and peddle their lies very quickly before being found out. However, on any social network or auction site, you are likely to find COVID-19 treatments. Some are harmless stupidity, e.g. the lemon juice cure, but many could be dangerous. A fake treatment could leave someone worse off than before and could even be life-threatening. Some of the scammers' adverts are easy to spot. Bad grammar, deliberate misspellings, no company name or contact details, ridiculous email addresses, payment in Bitcoin, etc., but others look professional and claim to be verified by the World Health Organization or similar official body. To be safe, avoid all social media advertising for COVID-19 advice or treatment products. Stick to reputable medical advice and follow your government's rules on social distancing, etc. Doorstepping scams. There are two main forms of this. One is where criminals approach small retailers, e.g. pharmacies, and offer to sell them either COVID-19 test kits or treatments. These will never work. The second approach is more insidious and is where the criminals turn up on your doorstep wearing face masks and looking official. They state they've been sent to carry out COVID-19 tests, but they charge for this service. This is usually done only at homes that are in isolated areas. They are simply thieves trying to get your confidential details and or steal from your home. Beware of fake tests and treatments. Always follow the official advice. That's the fake test kit scam. Thank you, Sarah. 
This next scam is about payments made by government. Governments around the world are having to cope with economic meltdown caused by the lockdown of their population through COVID-19. In some countries, assistance to businesses, employees and the public is very sizable and scammers want to get in on this. Business scams. Some scammers are targeting businesses with phishing scammers, trying to get confidential information by claiming to be government bodies ready to make payments. You might receive messages or phone calls claiming to be from the Centre for Disease Control or Public Health England or Department of Health or World Health Organisation or any similar sounding body. The caller may tell you they are calling to confirm staff details in preparation for payments. They ask for names, addresses, contact details and so on for the staff. And of course this is exactly the information scammers need to impersonate those people, take out fake loans in their names and so on. Now, if someone calls or emails offering official payments, take the details and check it out on your government website. Do not give out any information until you verify the caller is genuine. This scam can start with a phone call, but quite often it starts with an email or text message asking you to call a phone number. The fact that so many more personnel are working at home can benefit the scammers. If they can get the boss's email address, then you might get messages asking for funds to be moved and so on, apparently from the boss. But you must always double check by phoning in these cases. The IT support scam is another very prevalent one currently with more people working from home. The caller claims to work for your company's IT support and just needs some details to help them sort out problems with your computer. You need some way to ensure that staff working from home can be assured of who they're talking to. Many businesses are also finding it difficult to source the materials they need and are turning to suppliers they haven't used previously. If you make such a change, do check the new company out thoroughly as many scammers set up fake websites that can be convincing. If you place that order and pay, you may never see the products you thought you'd purchased. There are always scammers offering cheap business loans, but there are more desperate business owners currently and they may be tempted to take up an offer without properly checking out its validity. Don't take that risk. Scams targeting workers. Well, usually these are phishing scams looking to get your bank details and so on, supposedly for payment, but in fact so they can steal from you. Callers and emails may offer free products to healthcare workers and key workers. You just have to fill in your details on a website. Be very careful. Don't trust links and emails from people you don't know. Just because an email or a caller claims to work for the health department or another arm of government doesn't make it true. You might also get calls or emails about fast-tracking any benefits for you or providing salary advances and things like that. Do verify any callers and do not give out personal information without that verification. That's fake payments. Now I'll ask Graham to explain the next scam. I'm Graham, and I'm going to tell you about fake charity scams. At a time of crisis, people are often very generous in many ways, and that includes donating money to charities. Now, there are long-established charities in every country, and in the UK there is the Disaster Emergency Committee, which brings together 14 leading UK charities in times of crisis. Also, there are new charities that spring up to combat specific issues such as COVID-19. But there are also criminals who want to take advantage of that generosity and take your money. They create fake websites that look like a charity and then send out millions of spam messages asking for donations. Now these fake sites and fake charities are usually spotted quite quickly by Google and other search engines, by government and by people raising complaints. But they are difficult to stop as the criminals can quickly create new websites and charity names and con people again. You will likely see adverts for the fake charities on email and social media. Fake charities keep your money and that also damages real charities who lose out on your donation. Scammers are often lazy and simply reuse old fake charity messages, just changing the words to suit the fears over coronavirus. 
Some pretend to be collection agents for charities or fundraisers, and sometimes of reputable charities and other times of ones they invent. For coronavirus, the most common approaches are pretending to be a charity researching treatments for the virus, or as a research charity seeking to create a vaccine, or more recently as a volunteer supplier of protective equipment for the health service or public. People who receive the coronavirus-themed emails, texts and calls are usually asked to pay by Bitcoin or wire transfers such as MoneyGram, or sometimes by iTunes gift cards. If you receive such messages, do not give any money without checking the charity is genuine. It's better to approach a charity yourself than rely on emails, texts, etc. from people you don't know. In the UK, all charities must be registered and you can check if a charity is legitimate at www.charitycommission.gov.uk That's www.charitycommission.gov.uk Never send money or give personal information, credit card details or online account details to anyone you don't know or trust. And that is Fake Charities. Thank you, Graham. Now we're going to talk about fake apps for your smartphone and gadgets. With the COVID-19 outbreak, there are new apps that seem to be useful. Hand-washing guides, latest news and statistics, virus trackers and so on. Most of these are well-intentioned, of course, but scammers create their own apps that look similar but have malicious intent. Apps on the official download sites are generally very safe as Apple, Google and Microsoft verify new apps, but there are many sites where you can download apps that are not so safe. Recently, Checkpoint reported more than 30,000 new COVID-19-related internet domain names were registered recently, of which 0.4% that's 131 were malicious, and 9% that's 2,777 were suspicious and under investigation. In total, more than 51,000 COVID-19-related domain names have been registered in 2020 so far. The majority of these websites are benign, of course, but some enable download of dangerous apps. Malicious Apps Threat Labs E have discovered an app which claims it can notify you when anyone infected with the virus is nearby. However, the app contains dangerous malware that allows you to read your contacts and even send text messages. Once the app is installed, it asks the user to click a button that leads to a website selling masks, but in fact the app collects your contacts and then sends them all a text message with a download link in an effort to spread itself to more users. Checkpoint Research have identified malicious applications, some masquerading as innocuous COVID-19 apps that are designed to take control of Android devices. Once a malicious application is installed, a hacker takes control of the device, accessing the owner's calls, SMS, calendar, files, contacts, microphone and camera. An Android app called COVID-19 Tracker is an example of ransomware that hides itself as a real-time COVID-19 map tracker. If a user grants the app access to certain phone settings, the ransomware is enabled and locks the user out of their phone unless they pay $100 in Bitcoin to the hackers within 48 hours. Surveillance apps. Some governments use surveillance apps and their population have no choice but to use them. Thankfully, most developed countries don't do this. However, scammers do. Security company Lookout discovered an Android app called Corona Live 1.1, which pretends to be the real Corona Live app and it uses the John Hopkins COVID-19 tracking data, which is a legitimate resource for tracking infection rates, death counts and recovery rates around the world. Now, people using the app thought they were keeping an eye on the pandemic, but the malicious app was actually tracking them and getting access to the device's phones, videos, location and camera and feeding all of that back to the scammers. Only download apps directly from the Apple Store, the Android Play Store, Microsoft Store, as these are safety check before being made available. Don't take a risk on other websites. That's fake apps. 
Well, that completes our look at the most common COVID-19 scams currently around. We've looked at fake information, lies, mistakes and plain rubbish about COVID-19 on the internet. Do not be fooled by any of this stuff. Fake fines. Yes, the police may issue fines over breaking lockdown rules, but they don't do it by email or text message. Fake products. Everything from face masks to fake fever detectors. Fake tests. Any tests outside of government-provided ones can be dodgy. Fake payments by government. Fake charities set up just to take advantage of your wish to help others. And fake apps that take control of your device or make you pay ransom or watch exactly what you're doing. Well, thank you for listening today. You can contact me at Brookings Radio Station. The email address is studio at brookinsradio.co.uk. Stay safe. Take care. I am Fightback Ninja. Check out my blog online, fightback.ninja.